You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. This is Reverend Ray. Amen. Today's broadcast, amen. I'm excited, amen, about it. It's His and Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. Amen. She will will be uh, continuing on uh, with a message she started a couple weeks ago. Lord, I believe, if you haven't listened to part one, go back. Listen to part one on uh, Blog Talk Radio when Christians speak, or you can go to um, our website <clears throat> or uh, iHeartRadio or Spreaker dot com. Any of those sites, okay? Our iTunes. I mentioned say that too. iTunes, of course. So uh, I do got a couple things uh, I wanted to say before. As always, um, His Abundant Grace, His Grace broadcast Minister Ministers every Tuesday at seven p.m. So always come in. We can always be. Uh, plan one of one of her messages, Amen. Um, so every Tuesday, seven p.m. Declaring the finished work with Reverend Pat Randall. Uh, it's Thursday at twelve noon. Every Thursday at twelve noon. Um, I do Friday night joy, and with friends. And this Friday, I'm excited about um, having um, a prophet Tori Knox with me. This is a man. This, this yeah, is a talented, gifted, awesome woman of God. This entrepreneur. Uh, that's also a minister, and of course she's a prophet, and she's a writer, she's all, and, and, and she's a businesswoman, she's all the above, and then so, so she will be with me on this Friday, on Friday Night Joy at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life, amen, is with, with myself, Reverend Ray, is, is every first and fourth Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is Wednesday at 7 p.m. And what Pastor Morgan offers, he often offers this awesome teaching that if you have not listened to him yet, man, you are missing out. And you're missing, he usually does a series, amen, and the series goes six and seven deep. So <clears throat> you have not listened to this man uh, uh, speak, you are missing out. Someone encourage you also. With Pastor Paul Morgan on Challenge to Change on at seven p.m. on Wednesday. Um, our broadcast uh, continues a monthly broadcast. Uh, Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at seven p.m. Uh, and the first Monday in April, Amen. She will have a, a guest on that has been a co-host with me several times. Uh, Veronica Burnett, Amen, uh, would be with us on the. She's in charge with Better Days Conference. Amen. So uh, Veronica will be with Apostle Shirley Jones on the first Monday of April. Amen. Um, the Bold and the Beautiful, Reverend Rena Reed and Reverend Curtis Austin and Minister Jordy, second, every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Amen. This is a, a broadcast for the young people. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month. Another talented brother. Amen. That's very busy. 
Amen. Marriage Takeover, the body of one, Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. This is um, a, mar- <clears throat> a ministry that's geared for those that are married and those that have a desire to be married. And they share a lot of information. Amen. Our three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, with Ray Rose, Elston Green, Cleophis Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and Tyrone Rose. It's every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Amen. And this is just a bunch of men, group of men, man, just being transparent and talking about real life things that uh, we as men are going through and need to address. And um, these men are, man, they are awesome. Amen. <clears throat> Reverend Gwen Dixon does a, a prayer on Wednesday called Midday Glory Prayer every Wednesday at 1 p.m. And this type of prayer is a free conference call. So you have to dial in. Um, to uh, to listen to the to, to call into the prayer. The telephone number is six four one seven one five three five eight zero. Six four one seven one five three five eight zero. The access code is seven three two four nine nine. Amen. We also want to encourage you. Um, Midday glory prayer is also you can listen to it also on iTunes. Okay, so we uh, created a space on iTunes and also created a space on Spreaker.com. So you can listen to it several different ways if you miss it or you can always just dial back into the um, the conference call, okay? So that's basically what we got as far as announcement. Don't forget, amen, when Christian Speed Talk Radio is a nonprofit organization, look, we need your help, your donations, amen, allow us to further the ministry that we're doing. We're being broadcast. We have a listener base of in a, about 140 different countries, and that's nobody but God. Amen. So, if you desire to sow a seed into this ministry or bless the ministry, you know, winchristianspeak.com and clicking on the Donate Now button, and I believe I have a, a, a cash app uh, information there on that Donate Now button, too. Uh, everything is done through uh, PayPal, so we're secure, and I made sure that all the information that you submit unto us, amen, is done securely, so can't nobody get it, amen, um, and stuff. And um, so we need your help, you know. So feel free to uh, sow a seed into the ministry and then and to watch it go, be a part of something that God is doing as far as it's growing. We ain't there yet. We got a long way to go, but God has, has blessed this ministry to be um, heard and almost all across pretty much all across the world, amen, even in countries that we never thought about. So we are blessed uh, for that, amen. So with all that, all the um, that stuff, administration stuff is taken care of now, let's get back to his surrounding grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. This is part two on Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, amen. God bless. Well, praise the Lord. This is Minister Van, and I'm coming to you once again just to share and to encourage you. Don't give up. Just trust God. The message this evening is part two of the message, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That was the mess, the last message uh, last week, and I had shared that I was going to do a part two. So here it is. We're going to go to God in prayer, and then we're going to just get right into his word. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God, thanking you, Father, for just being so real in our lives. Thanking you, Lord God, for your grace 
and for your mercy. Thanking you, Lord God, for just being so, so good to us, Lord God. Thank you, God, for being faithful to us even when we are not faithful to you. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, Lord God, that is, surrounds us each and every day. Lord, I pray right now that as your word goes forth, Lord God, that it would touch somebody's ears, Lord God, that it would encourage them to know that they can believe, they can trust you with all their hearts and lead not to their own understanding. I pray, Lord God, that, that um, this message will go forth and encourage someone not to give up. I pray, Lord God, that this message will go forth and encourage someone who perhaps may have lost their way, that they can have life, and the life is, lies in your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing me to be a vessel to be used by you, Father, and I ask right now that I decrease that so that you can increase in me, Lord God. So this message is all about reaching souls for you, Father. It's not about me, but it's all about reaching souls for you. I thank you, Lord God, and I give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. All right, let's get right into this message. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You see, last week's, uh, just to give you a little recap, we came from Mark, the ninth chapter, and the 23rd and 24th verse. That was Mark 9, 23, and 24. And I'll go ahead and read that just to um, set the ground, set the um, foundation for what we're going to be covering tonight. Jesus says unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thine my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help me to believe. Lord God, I need strength to keep on keeping on, Father. Lord, I believe your word, help my unbelief. How oftentimes have you thought to yourself, I know I believe that God is able. I know I believe that God's desire is for me to be healed, to be in good health, even as my soul prospers. I know I believe that God's desire is for me to be in a healthy relationship. I know that God desires that I be financially secure. I know all of this. I know I believe that he can do this, but Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. You know, I can relate to this personally because I know right now I'm um, going through some trying times right now. Um, and Satan would try to throw fiery dots my way, try to cause me to focus on negative things instead of all those good and perfect gifts that come from God. And I have to um, cast that down as the word of God says. And I have to let him know that he's already defeated. So I have to, even though I know the word, even though I know God, will do what he says he will do. Doubt will sometimes creep in. Fear will sometimes creep in. So we're going to talk about that fear thing in a little bit. Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. Is it a matter of whether he can do it or is it a matter of your faith? Mark, going back to Mark, the ninth chapter, uh, when they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And wherever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. 
Then he forms at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out this evil spirit, but they could not do it. Jesus says unto them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy to Jesus. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and forming at the mouth. How many know the devil can't stand to be in the presence of Jesus? The word of God lets us know that at the name of Jesus, the enemy will flee. Can you imagine what this evil spirit felt when it saw the very presence of Jesus? What a powerful name, Jesus. How long has this been happening, Jesus asked the boy's father. And he replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. If I can, Jesus asked. Hmm. Anything is possible if a person believes. Can you imagine what Jesus must have been thinking? Here he was performing miracles after miracles, teaching and training his disciples and performing so many miracles in front of folks. And then this guy, this, this, this um, boy's father asked Jesus if he can do this. <laughs> The father cries out, I do believe, because Jesus said to him, anything is possible if you believe. And the father cries out, I do believe, but help me overcome my belief. And maybe somebody out there today is saying, Lord, help me overcome my unbelief in this particular situation. You see, when Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and to speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. 26 verses. Then a spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took the child by the hand and helped him to his feet. And he stood up. You see, this boy appeared to be dead. But don't you know, my friend, that just a touch from Jesus, the same Jesus who took this boy from the, by the hand and helped him to his feet, is the very same Jesus I'm talking to you about this evening who can turn every one of your situations around for your good. What the e enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Lord, I believe that. Help my unbelief. Help. My unbelief. Do you believe this word this evening? Are you, what are you worried about? Do you know who you belong to? The scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know who is for you? If God is for you, who can be against you? Think about a child, an earthly child, when he's in the presence of his parent, his mother or his father. It's only when he steps out from under the parent's protection that he begins to fear and that he begins to get upset. So answer this question. Why do you worry when you have full and unconditional access to the Father, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? We're talking about unconditional access to God through his Son. You see, you don't need to stand in a long line. You don't need to wait to get a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by, such as that crowd did, that crowd did when Jesus walked this earth with his disciples. You don't need an appointment. You don't need a top-secret clearance. You don't need to worry about how you look or even how you sound. 
you have unlimited free access to Jesus. There is no charge. It's already been paid. Have you ever thought about this? The phone line's never busy. When you call, there is a three-way conversation going on. For you see, it's only through Jesus that you can get to God. So when you call on God in the name of Jesus, Jesus intercepts the call, stays on the line <laughs> while he puts your call through. You have full, unconditional access to the Father. Yes, Jesus is listening, making intercession for you right now. Scripture tells us that. So whenever we go to God in prayer with a pure heart, Jesus stands ready, making intercession for us. Most, most often times, fear of the unknown will grip you and cause you to struggle with unbelief. Lord, I believe, please help my unbelief. Let's talk a little bit about fear. You see, from Genesis to Revelation, the word of God admonishes us to cast away fear. Fear not. You know, I know from personal experience that fear will paralyze you. And when this happens, you cannot even think rationally. You can't focus. You feel like you're stuck in a no-win situation. We all know what that feeling is when you talk about fear. We all know how it makes us fear. feel. We know how it makes us think. We know how it makes us behave. The Webster's Dictionary defines fear as anxiety caused by real or possible danger or pain. Oftentimes, probably more often than we care to admit, our fear is caused by the unknown possible danger. The danger is not here, but we become fearful. Fear is an anxiety caused by real or possible danger. Spiritually, fear is a trick of the enemy. Spiritually, Fear is a trick of the enemy. It's an entrapment to keep you from trusting God. It's a snare, a trap to cause you to take your eyes off of God and keep your eyes focused on the problem. Fear is a serious tool that's used by the enemy that will keep you in bondage. Philippians 4.6 Philippians 4.6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. How many know God is a promise keeper? He's a promise keeper, amen. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear, false evidence appearing real. It ain't real, sister. It ain't real, brother. It's false. Fear will paralyze you and keep you from moving forward. Faith will propel you and position you to receive with joy all that God has for you. Fear is failure to progress. Faith is hope in action. Let me say that again. Fear is failure to progress. Faith is hope in action. You see, all through Genesis, all through the Bible, from Genesis Revelation, we find examples where God first told his people to fear not before he told them anything else. For God knew that in order to get man to trust him, before he could get man to go to the next level, before he could get man to free up his own mind to believe in him, God knew that before he could get man to totally trust and depend on him, fear that comes from the devil had to be dealt with. So God, being a God of order, first instructs man to fear not. 
God knew what that awful spirit of fear would do to man. He knew it because he knew the very spirit from where it came from. God knew that the spirit of fear did not come from him. It was not a gift bestowed upon his beloved. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, God knew so all through the word, all throughout the word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, he instructs man to cast away fear. For example, let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis, the 15th chapter. And we're going to talk about Abraham. Now, during this time, the 15th chapter of Genesis, in his life, Abraham was called Abram. His name hadn't been changed. It was changed later. Um, to Abraham. So in Genesis 14th chapter, chapter, Abram's nephew Lot had been captured and God allowed Abram to be victorious in his deliverance. Now in the 15th chapter, some, somewhere after the deliverance of Lot, the Lord made a covenant promise to Abram. God told Abram because of his faithfulness, his reward would be great. But God knew that Abram could not receive fully from him due to fear and doubt. You see, Abram was looking around at his circumstances. Abram was looking around at what he did not have instead of what he had. He knew he was childless. And so he thinks to himself, how on earth can I be so blessed with many offspring, so many seeds that I won't even be able to count them because here it is right now, I don't even have a child. I don't have a child. I don't have a son. Abraham was looking at the current circumstances. He really hadn't fully grasped that God had created the end before the beginning and that God knew everything about all of his descendants. So God, being a God of order, told Abram, fear not. So the first verse in chapter 15, Genesis 15 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and thou exceeding great reward. It wasn't until after Abram dealt with the spirit of fear that he was able to trust God, totally trust God. You see, you've got to deal with this fear. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to denounce it in order to be able to let go and let God be God in your life. You cannot allow your circumstances to control you. You cannot allow your situation, whatever it looks like, however it looks like, to determine your outcome. And get this, your past does not determine your future. Your past does not determine your future. Fear not. We are talking about a God that is faithful and true, so fear not. We are talking about a God that is Alpha, the beginning, and Omega, the end of all things. Fear not. From Genesis to Revelation, the same God that was with Abraham and told him to fear not is the very same God that I'm talking to you about today through his word, through his Holy Spirit. We're talking about a God who knows all, even our thoughts, before we even think them. Because he created us, mind, soul, and body, so fear not. We are talking about a God who is omnipresent, who has all power, and who has given us the authority through his son, Jesus Christ, to cast away anything that is not of him. Anything that is not of him, that definitely includes fear. God has given us the authority through his son, Jesus Christ, to cast away all fear so that we can live victorious, completely trusting him. So fear not, my sister. We're talking about a God who did not create fear, yet 
created opportunities for us to trust him. We are talking about a God that didn't give us fear, yet even in the midst of our fear, creates a way for us to escape by trusting him. We are talking about a God who wants us to walk according to the spirit, having the mind of Christ, having the mind of Christ, so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's Ephesians, the fifth chapter. From Genesis to Revelation, God says, fear not. In the 21st chapter of Genesis, Genesis 21, 17, says, And God heard the voice of the land, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and said unto her, What aids thou, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Now, Hagar was the, um, was, um, the woman that Sarah had told Abraham to lay with so that he could have a child because Sarah, at this time, her faith wasn't strong enough to believe that God's promise would come true. So Sarah gets upset after the baby is born and she, there's some jealousy going on and she kicks the child, the, 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 the woman named Hagar and her child out of their home. And so here Hagar is out in the wilderness and God, and she's calling out and she's, she's, upset and she's scared and she's fearful and in the 21st chapter of genesis the 17th verse god hears the voice of the child crying and the god got the child's crying got the attention of god did y'all get that the child's crying got the attention of god and the angel of god called to his mother hagar out of heaven and said what's wrong with you hagar fear not for god has heard the voice of the child hmm. you see god had a message for hagar God had good news for her. God had heard her child's cries and had wants to let her know that he cares about her. But he knew her heart was full of fear at that time. And he knew that she could not receive from him until she had got rid of fear. He wanted her full attention. And in order to get that, he told her, fear not. Fear not. You see, in the 21st chapter of Genesis Abraham arose in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gives it to Hagar and puts her on his and, and puts the water on her shoulder and the child and he sends her away because again his wife Sarah did not want her to be under the same roof with him and she was jealous. Um, Hagar had a child by Abraham, Sarah's husband, and Sarah did not at this time, and Sarah did not. So here she is in the wilderness, Hagar, and her son is crying out to God, and the word of God lets us know that God hears the child's voice crying out, and God says, and the angel says, arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation, and God opened her eyes, and she, she saw a well of water, and she went, and filled the bottle with water, and gave the lad to drink, you see, out in the wilderness, she hadn't food or water and she thought they would just send out there to die but God had a plan for her as well God had a plan for her and her son as well someone here who's listening to me right now needs to be reminded that God is God and that he hears your very cry he hears you when you're crying someone here needs to be reminded that you are too close to the situation that you can't see the forest for the trees you may be crying out Lord I believe but help my unbelief Someone here tonight needs to be reminded that you are so focused on the circumstances that you are not leaning on God for all your needs to be met. 
Someone here needs to be reminded to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. Someone here needs to be reminded to open up your eyes and see the salvation of the Lord. How many know that your blessing, your breakthrough is just about to be manifested, but your eyes are closed and you have no idea. God wants you to open your eyes, but he needs you to fear not, just trust him. He hears you, he cares for you, and he knows you are about to lose it. Your blessing, your breakthrough is right there. You just need to start thanking him for what he's already done. You see, back to the text, God opens up Hagar's eyes. She saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave her child something to drink. God is still a God of miracles. God is still a God of making a way out of no way. God is still God. Fear not. God may be saying to someone tonight, fear not, my child. I am your shield. I am your protector against your enemies. I am your protector against all odds. I am thy exceeding great reward. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. God may be saying to someone this even, trust me. Don't look to your own circumstances. Don't look to that situation. Trust me in all that you do. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Don't you know that it's your father's good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart? Lord, I believe. Please help me. Help my unbelief. Fear not. Be still and know that I am God. He's speaking to someone this evening. And you are saying, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Lord, I believe. Please help my or unbelief. How many know God knows your heart? God knows your heart. If you cry out to him from your heart instead of your head, from your heart, he hears you. And your your cry reaches the very brow of God. Fear not. From Genesis to Revelation, flesh has caused man to mess up. From Genesis to Revelation, flesh will cause man to miss his blessings. Yet God admonishes man throughout it all not to fear. Not to fear. Flesh will cause you to yield to temptation, the temptation to doubt God, the temptation to do things your way instead of trusting that God knows what he's doing. You see, when you walk in the spirit, you walk according to faith and not by sight. How many know that the five senses will cause you to surround and embrace the spirit of fear? But the spiritual senses, let's call them the fruit of the spirit. If you are led by the spirit, you will crucify the flesh. And you allow his wonderful fruit to enable you to embrace faith, only doing those things that please God. The flesh desires you to be fearful. The spirit desires you to be faithful. From Genesis to Revelations, fear not. It's all about choices. Whose report are you going to believe are you going to stand on the promises of God or are you going to believe the report of the enemy are you going to stand on the promises of God or are you going to believe the report of man whenever we are faced with circumstances we can either choose to allow fear to overtake us and cause us to lose it or we can choose to use the authority that has been invested in us through the blood of Jesus Christ and say to the spirit of fear, in the name of Jesus, you have no authority here. Therefore, I cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. 
right now in the name of Jesus. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God first. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Resist the devil, Satan. You can do absolutely nothing without God allowing it. Satan can do nothing unless God allows him to. You taste Satan. By resisting him, you'll say you're already defeated. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Resist the devil. Satan, I don't have time for your foolishness. In the name of Jesus, you got to flee. When you use the authority that has been invested in you in the name of Jesus, you can. You do have the power to resist the devil. When you resist him, your servant notice that any demonic assignment Satan has attempted to control you with, it's got to go. It has got to go. It has got to go in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There are miracle-working power in the name of Jesus. When you call on the name of Jesus, something happens. When you use the authority that has been vested in you, in the name of Jesus, the devil has to leave you quickly. He has no choice, for thus says the word of God. He could not linger around in that situation. God's word is still standing, and just like day and night does not mix, fear and faith does not mix. Fear and faith cannot occupy the same space in your life at the same time. Fear which comes from the enemy, and faith of God cannot occupy the same space in your life at the same time. Just like right and wrong does not mix, fear and faith does not mix. How can two walk together unless they agree? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. You see, my friend, fear says it won't happen. Faith says, yes, it will. Fear says, the situation doesn't look good. Faith says, I'm already overcomer. Fear says, you've been battling this thing a long time. Give it up. Faith says, the battle's not even yours. It's the Lord. So you keep on keeping on. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on praying. Keep on trusting. Use the authority that has been vested in you. Fear not and grab a hold of what God has already provided, what God has already invested in you. For the word of God lets us know that we are already in overcomers. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's authority. In the midst of your problem, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your circumstances, guess what? Why don't you start praising God? Why don't you start praising God? You're not praising him for the situation. You're praising him that in spite of the situation, you still got sanity. You're not praising him for what the devil is trying to do. You're praising that in spite of everything, God is still in control. You see, when you praise him in the midst of everything, you would not be able to focus on the negative. Fear simply cannot take up space while you are praising God. Fear simply cannot take up space while you are praising God. So go ahead right now and shout out to him. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah, Lord God. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you've already done for me. Praise him because of who he is. Praise him for what he's already done in your life. Knowing, trusting, and believing that if he did it before, he can certainly, he certainly has the power to do it again. Praise the God who is your deliverer your way maker, your healer. Praise the God who is your prince of peace, even in the midst of stuff. Lord, 
I believe. Thank you, God, for helping my unbelief. Let's get real. You got to renew your mind daily with those things that only come from God. Because stress and anxiety of just living in this world will consume you unless you don't start to focus on the goodness of God and focus on those things of God. Second Corinthians 10, 5 says, Cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought for the obedience of Christ. In other words, every time you get a negative thought, my brother, first cast it down in the name of Jesus, then replace it with the scripture. Replace it with the word of God. If thoughts of doubt and anxiety come into your mind, cast it down. It's an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Then replace it with scriptures like 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, that that spirit of fear has got to go because it did not come from you. And doubts of despair, gloom, and doom come into your mind. First, cast them down. It's an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Then replace it with scriptures like Colossians 1.27, which says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, you have hope. You have hope, the hope of glory. For those of you who are saved, the hope of glory is resided within you. If you're struggling with unbelief, renew your mind daily with the word of God. Word of God. The scripture says, cast all your cares upon Jesus. First Peter 5, 7. God did not intend for you to carry these burdens around yourself. He did not intend for that. That's why Jesus says, cast your cares upon me. Focus and meditate on scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5, 7, which says, walk by faith and not by sight. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by anything in the five senses. Only be moved by the spirit of the living God. Only be moved by what God says his word. For thus says the word of God. I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Psalms 107 and 2. Um, just trust in the Lord. First Peter 2.24 says. By his stripes I am already healed. By his stripes I am healed. Lord I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I thank you. I believe, Lord God, I thank you for helping my unbelief. I thank you, Lord God, that this is a daily process. Lord, I believe, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Let this become a daily prayer for you, that no matter what the situation, be real with God. After all, doesn't God know your heart? Ask him to strengthen you in whatever area you need strength in. Ask him. Let him know that your desire is to trust him totally, completely, without reservation. God is the one who gives strength in any situation. So go to him instead of man. Go to him instead of your brother. Go to him instead of your sister. Go to him and ask him to help your unbelief. First Peter 5, 7 says, To cast upon all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So why is this so hard to do? You see, we can talk a good talk, but do we really trust him? Lord, I believe Thank you, God, for helping my unbelief. Don't you know that the same God that told you to cast your cares on him, the same God is there right now with arms outstretched, waiting for you to come to him. If you go into those outstretched arms, don't you know there's no need to wear for he's covering you? He's your protector. He's your shield. His desire is to take care of you. Just like a father or mother, a true desire is to take care of the child. God, our Heavenly Father's desire is to take care of you. 
Lord, I believe. Thank you, Father, for strengthening my belief. Hebrews 11, chapter 6, verse says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. You see, when we allow situations to make us anxious or stressed, what we really are doing is shifting the burden from God's strong shoulders to our own weak shoulders. And God does not want us to do that. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Trust and believe in him, for God will never fail you. Never fail you. Psalms 46, chapter, the first and third verses, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Let this be your daily prayer. Um, Psalms 46, 1 to 3. Lord, I thank you for being my refuge and my strength. I thank you for always being there for me, a very present help in my time of trouble. Lord, you know my struggles. I thank you, God, that in spite of my struggles, in spite of my challenges, in spite of everything, in spite of my mess, you're still with me. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. Meditate on scriptures like Psalms, the 27th chapter, says, The Lord is my light. And my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Thank you, Jesus. Um, John sixteen thirty three, Jesus says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. You see, Jesus didn't tell us that this was going to be a, a a worry-free, a trust-free, worry-free world, that this world would not cause us to worry. But when he said, when that worry comes to you, I want you to cast it down. I want you to know that I've already overcome the world. He says in John sixteen thirty-three, these things I spoke unto you, that in me you might have peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He says, in the world you shall have tribulation. God did not promise us that everything is going to be beautiful every day, every moment of the day. But what he did promise us is that he would take care of us. He did promise us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He did promise us that he would be our protector. He did promise us that we can, we can hold on to his promises for their yay, yay and amen. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. He wants you to trust him with all your heart, not part of it, not sometime, all the time. He wants you to acknowledge him always in all things, not some things, but in all things. With all things, he wants you to acknowledge him, leaving nothing in reserve. Lean not to your own understanding. Our ways are not his ways. Neither are our thoughts his thoughts. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I recognize you, Lord, for who you are and that you are all-powerful and that you are all-knowing. I'm totally dependent on you, Lord God. Lord, I don't know what to do, but I know I can trust you, Lord God. So I've come to you, Father, for I know you know the plans you have for me, according to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. Now, brothers and sisters, just be encouraged. Just be encouraged by God's word. Just be encouraged by God's words. As I shared with you last week, I might not know what you're experiencing right now, but God knows. I might not understand what you're going through right now and how how you your mind is playing tricks with you, but guess what? God knows what you're going through. I might not know how long you've been dealing with a particular situation, a dead situation, but I know God knows, and I know he can bring to life in a dead situation. He knows, 
He cares, and he's well able to make an escape route for you. Lord, I believe. Thank you, Lord God, for helping my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Thank you, Lord God, for the strength to help my unbelief. Now, perhaps you've been listening to me, and you haven't made that most important decision in your life. And you just, if you have not, you don't have, you won't have the strength you need to go through life. You've got to take first things first, for God is a God of order. You can be made whole by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior right now, right this very moment, wherever you are. Wherever you are. If you're not saved, if you're not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, if you're not 100% sure that you spent, um, breathed your last breath right now, you spent eternity into, in heaven, I want you to listen right now. Because let me tell you, as real as there is a heaven, there is a hell. As real as there is a heaven, there is a hell. Nobody can save you. But Jesus, trust Jesus today. There is only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. John fourteen six. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Acts, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord? Have you repented of your sins and asked him to forgive you and come into your life, come into your heart and save you? Romans 10, 9 says for, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So the first thing you need to do is admit you are a sinner. Romans 3, 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Second thing you need to do is be willing to turn from your sin, that is to repent. And the third thing you need to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, that Jesus was buried and he rose from the dead. Romans 10, 10 says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then the fourth thing, through prayer, Invite Jesus to come into your life to become your personal Savior. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you haven't made that confession, you can do this right now. You can do it right now wherever you are. Listen very carefully. All you have to do is repeat after me and then make it a heart confession and not a head confession. Dear God, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and life as my personal Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, we all here at When Christian Speaks Talk Radio, we all are rejoicing with you right now because you have just begun a wonderful new life in Christ. A wonderful new life in Christ. And guess what? The angels in heaven are rejoicing because the word of God lets us know that the angels rejoice over one soul that goes crying out to God. Thank you, Lord God. Hey, get a good Bible and read your Bible every day to get to know Jesus Christ better. Talk to him in prayer. Get baptized, worship, 
and fellowship and serve with other Christians and a local church wherever you are where Christ is preached and the Bible is the final authority. And then don't be selfish. Go out and share this good news with somebody else that Jesus Christ is Lord. Share it with someone else. Amen. I'm so thankful. Let's go to God in prayer. I'm so thankful, Lord God, that souls are crying out to you, Lord God. I'm thankful, Lord God, for your word that's gone forth, Lord God. I'm thankful, Lord God, that you've given us every weapon we need through your word, Lord God, that we have everything we need, Lord God, because we're already overcome us through your word, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that we... Have the strength, Lord God, to keep on keeping on. I thank you, Lord God. And, Lord, I know that your word has gone forth, and I know it's not returning to you empty-handed. And for that, Lord God, I'm eternally grateful, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you have seen fit to allow this vessel to be used, Lord God, for your kingdom building in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise because you and you alone are worthy of all this and so much more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Go with God, trusting and believing that the best is still yet to come. Amen. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Van. What an awesome word. I believe, but help my unbelief. Part two of the series, we want to thank Minister Van, for that awesome word. We know that you have been blessed. Amen. Give her a shout out. Give us a shout out. You know, uh, this has changed your life or this spoke to you. You can do so by going to uh, our email address is whenchristmasspeak at gmail.com. Amen. We would love to hear from you. Amen. So we pray that you have a blessed rest of the night or whatever time you happen to be listening to uh, this particular broadcast from Minister Van. And uh, just know that God loves you and he has your best interest. Just trust him. As she said before, just trust him and believe him that he got you back. Amen. So we can go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank you again for joining with Christmas Beat Talk Radio Network. And um, I'm sure Ms. Minister Van, all the family, we thank you. Um, for those that may not know that we have been celebrating for like about a month now, almost a month, more than a little bit more than a month, our anniversary of six years that we have been doing this type of ministry. And we are grateful to God. Uh, Reverend Pat and myself are both grateful to God for every single one of you. And we again, we pray that you be blessed and know that God loves you. God bless you, and we'll see you next Tuesday on the History of Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. God bless.